to the Wellspring Podcast. Uh, it's uh, good to be here with uh, father and, and son duo. Um, James and, and Phil are out uh, the afternoon that we're recording this, and, and so I'm here um, with, uh, with Pastor Scott Smith and his dad, uh, Terry. Uh, guys, it's good to see you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for the invitation. Terry, this is your first podcast. Yeah, this ought to be interesting. <laughs> it will be interesting. <laughs> we were joking that uh, Scott and I, we, we've got our computers out, and um, Dakota, our tech wizard, who's helping us with the recording here, uh, he's got all of his tech stuff, and here comes in Terry just with his Bible. That's so, right. <laughs> but hey, we're, we're, we're glad to have you um, uh, today. But uh, this is our last um, edition of this summer series of our Wellspring U Wellspring University podcast, where we've been discussing over this summer what the Bible says about a number of different topics, and I'm not going to name them all off the uh, top of my head here, but um, definitely go back and catch those if if uh, you've missed all of those or missed some of them, um, and we hope that those are a blessing to you. But today's going to be um, along the same lines, but a little bit different, because uh, today, guys, we're talking about um, reading. So we're going to talk a little bit about what does the Bible say about reading specifically? What does it say about reading the Bible? Like, why do we read the Bible? And I'm curious what some of your Bible reading habits are, um, but also just reading in general. And uh, we'll get into a little bit more practical side of things uh, in terms of uh, some books that have really been influential to you and just kind of have a conversation around uh, books. So mm-hmm. opening question for discussion um, what does the Bible say about reading and reading the Bible? Go ahead. The Bible basically exhorts us to to study, to show ourselves approved, 2 Timothy mm-hmm. uh, chapter 2, verse 15, uh, which is the foundational uh, verse for Awana. So we want to always show, study and show ourselves approved. You go through the book of Proverbs, it's always talking about instructing uh, someone uh, that will lead to wisdom and righteousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go over to Second Timothy chapter three that talks about all Scripture being inspired by God, profitable for instruction, rebuke, correction, training in righteousness. So, if you look at actually the word "read," I don't know that you're going to find it, but uh, when you start talking about uh, studying, meditating, memorizing. Uh, Go to Psalm 119 and just see how many forms of the Word of God are mentioned there between the commandments, the precepts, the statutes, the law, the Word. Uh, So the implication that this is God's Word to us, it's His revealed Word to us. The Bible doesn't contain the Word of God, it is the Word of God. And so just the presence of having Scripture in front of us uh, compels us that if we want to know God, experience God, learn from God, we've got to read and study God's Word and know God's Word. Mm-hmm. But the key is uh, not just reading and studying, but the application of it. We've got to live it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, I would agree. A lot of the verses that I was thinking about, you you mentioned, Dad. Uh, I would add in Psalm 1, uh, it, uh, it talks about how... Uh, that was me. Sorry about that. Um Psalm 1 uh, talks about how uh, David, King David, uh, delighted in the law of the Lord, uh, that he meditated on it. Uh, he, 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 uh, uh, his delight was, was found in it, as I mentioned before. 
And so uh, that's uh, you. You see this theme throughout people, uh, especially King David, and then uh, when you move to the New Testament, uh, they, they the the it was almost um, assumed that that you would that you were going to be um, reading it, uh, uh, memorizing it, meditating on it, uh, those sort those sorts of things. Um, another one. Uh, John 15, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, um, well, how do we know what, what God's words are or, or what Jesus's words are? Well, it's it's the scriptures. So if my words abide in you, uh, whatever you ask uh, will be done to you. And so uh, this this is kind of the the um, regular rhythm of, of the scriptures. Not only that, but John 1, uh, he, Jesus says, uh, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God, and so um, these are these are themes that you find throughout the scriptures that I think are are there that are almost expected. Um, as as you mentioned, Dad, I don't know that you'd find read in there or the uh, the the command to read, but but it's assumed that that we're going to be reading it. And you take it even a step further. You mentioned John one, where it talks about and the word became flesh. We start full of grace and truth, even. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, if we want truth, is more than just a principle. Truth is a person, mm-hmm. and that person is manifested in the Word. The that's Word right. became flesh. That's right. And so, you want to understand the concept of grace, you've got to understand the Word. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to understand truth, you've got a foundation in the Word. I love what it says over in Ezra. When Ezra was given testimony, he said he had set his heart to study the law of God. Yeah. to practice it, and to teach his statutes and ordinances in all of Israel. Yeah, um, yeah. He came. He came right after. Was it Zerubbabel? Yeah. And then his his command or what he was his uh, what he was told to do was to teach the law to the people. Exactly. Yeah, that's it's a great. A that's a great reminder. And applying it, and then teaching it. So he learned it, he lived it, and then he taught it. Yeah, that's good. And that's really the principle of why we would read, why we would study is not just to gain knowledge, but to glean wisdom, and that wisdom always leads to a lifestyle change. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Psalm 1, you know, the one who meditates on the law of the Lord um, day and night, and uh, uh, the one who has has delight in it, um, that person, it said, is, is like one is like a tree who's planted by streams of water, which, which really is, is blessedness, right? Mm-hmm. And that when we read the Word of God, when we study it, when we meditate on it, when we take it deep down into ourselves, it leads to a life of, uh, of prosperity and blessedness in the sense that we live the life that God intends for us to live. Not that we're going to be um, necessarily wealthy people because of it, but mm-hmm. that we're just going to prosper. We're going to to generally do well. Like it, again, it doesn't mean that you're not going to face hardship, mm-hmm. but that you know you can face hardship um, with the wisdom and, and guidance of, of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And and what I think is interesting about what the Bible has to say about reading it, and on this point, we have to say that it's self-referential, right? The Bible is talking about itself, um, but like here, here in Joshua one eight, you know. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe uh, to do according to all that is written um, therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. I mean, that that's the 
that's the uh, plan for life that really that God has for us that by meditating on these words, implementing them into our lives and applying them, that we're going to live lives that are prosperous, prosperous, and we're going to have um, good success in this. Yeah. Um, I, I want to pitch this out to you guys, just see what you think of it. I, I read a book this last year um, by a, uh, a guy named John Webster, a theologian, passed away a couple of years ago, and, uh, and he wrote this little short book, about 150 pages, um, called Holy Scripture, A Dogmatic Sketch. And in this book, he talks about, he's really trying to think theologically about what, what is the Word of God. And really what his conclusion is, what his, I guess his thesis would be, is that um, the Word of God, Holy Scripture, is, um, is God's communicative self-presence. That's mm-hmm. big. Like, what, what does that mean? Well, a lot of times we'll start with, with um, the Bible and work our way back to God from the Bible, but really we have this triune God who chooses to reveal Himself. You know, how does He reveal him, Himself? Well, you know, one is through what we call general revelation. We see um, that you know the handiwork of God in in His creation. Um, as I look at each of you guys here in this room, I see those who are created in the image of God. I can see His handiwork in that, and in that I can I can see into uh, the divine, but God also has his special revelation, which is his word. And, and really in two senses of that, both the written word and the word made flesh, right? Um, through, through Christ the son. But, um, what, what his conclusion then is in this is that when we read, um, any, every time we open the Bible and read it, God is actively revealing himself to us. Like in that moment, like it wasn't just that God revealed himself um, 2,000 years ago um, when Matthew wrote down the gospel according to to Matthew, but that as we read these words today, God is is continuing to reveal himself, not in a new way, but in the same way that he always has. But he's just, he's showing, like, I know this is complicated, but as you read it, you're, we are reading into... Or, or receiving from God His revelation to us, and so that, that's been a, actually really been a really helpful way to me to think about what's actually taking place whenever I'm reading the Bible. I don't, I don't know. That may be uh, you guys may have to read that book, but Terry, what do you think? I see the wheels turning. I'm not acquainted with the book, but yeah, it, it sparked back in John chapter one where it saw where it starts talking about in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And when you take a look at that, uh, it it's kind of a form of the uh, to be, which means always. So in the beginning was always the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was one with God. Mm-hmm. And, and verse 2 goes on to say he, and the word he basically means the same one. So it's Jesus pre-incarnate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's that Old Testament presence. So when we start talking about the Word, we're talking about when it became flesh was not when it was just manifested through Jesus Christ. He always was from the beginning, going back to that triune nature that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, when we start talking about the Word, there's stages of revelation because of just the manifestation of Christ going from a pre-incarnate Christ to incarnate Christ uh-huh. uh, in human form. Uh, and so 
that is literally the manifestation uh, of that truth. And I, I love what um, I read once, and it, it's uh, by Major Ian Thomas. He, he made the term with truth. He said, one of the things about truth is its consistency, that the Word of God does not change. Uh, and so what we've got to come to the realization is, is what we once thought was truth based on new revelation and new circumstances and reading along the way is we come to find out that what we once thought was truth is no longer true. It's not that truth changed. We've got to be willing to admit that we never knew truth in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we have that type of manifestation and revelation of the word, recognizing that just because in John 1 it's talking about the word becoming flesh, it didn't change anything because it says he always was. Yeah. So he even was, today, as we read it, exactly. nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our, our context has changed, and so that's and that's why we the use way. the word inspiration. God right. breathed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, let's let's pull ourselves up out of the weeds real quick and, and get down <laughs> into uh, some more practical things here. Um, I'm curious, um, what are your guys' Bible reading habits look like? Um, what mm-hmm. Let's just start with what are they today, real quick. Well, to me, there's three stages of that. Uh, I've always sought to just read the Bible through in a year. Uh, So I just systematically start in Genesis, and I read all the way through Revelation. And I just kind of have a pattern. I don't read a certain amount of chapters every day. Some days I read a lot longer. Some days I read shorter based upon the time. But my first uh, issue is I just read it from cover to cover, and I try to do it every year. Mm-hmm. The second is I have to separate studying God's word from sermon preparation. So I go from reading and typically a lot of times what something will spark in what I'm reading for that day and it compels me to study it. And so I'll just, do, I, I love word studies. Uh, my family always gets on to me that I uh, somewhat get deeper than what others around me want and as someone said, they gave me a shovel once in my church and said, so when I dig myself into a hole, it allows me to get myself out of it. Mm-hmm. But, so I'll study it, but then I do sermon prep. So my when you start talking about how do you read the Bible, uh, well, in what manner are you asking the question? Yeah. Uh, are you talking about just reading? I read the Bible through in a year. Uh, are you talking about actually studying the Bible. There are sections and things that will spark my interest, and I'll study it. But then, obviously, I'll read when I'm doing sermon prep. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's really those three stages in my own personal life as it comes to reading the Bible. Yeah. yeah. You know, and all three of us are teaching regularly enough, preaching, teaching regularly enough, that we're doing study often mm-hmm. for... Um, to share. For, for lessons to share with other people, you know, and... And, and I do think it is important for, um, for those who are ministry pastors to, to separate those, those things out. Um, not, that, not that your sermon uh, preparation, lesson preparation can't be itself, you know, devotional and feeding your own soul. It, it really should be doing that, but um, you need something outside of that. Um, but, but for those of you who are listening, like, well, I'm not ever preparing for anything. You know, mm-hmm. how, does, how does that work in maybe in my life? Well... You know, I would say same thing. Read through the Bible every year. Um, Abraham Lincoln did that. You know, he's uh, lots of people do that. There's lots of great Bible reading plans out there um, for reading through the Bible. We've we've got one that's 
modified uh, as a church that we're going through this year. And that's that's what I was going to say was my reading plan. Yeah, I, uh, I re I'm doing the our church reading plan right now, and then uh, I uh, on Mondays I I usually know what I'm going to preach on for the following Sunday by that week, and so I'll read the text, and then uh, so I guess I just have one one step that's that's removed from what you do, Dad. Um, I, I'll read that verse, uh, I'll read those verses, and then I'll start to do a little bit of study on them, and then I, it just gets deeper as I start to form my sermon. But so, and I, I've always done that, except for in college. Um, you know, before I, before I went to, uh, before I started working at a church, I then I would just read through the Gospels or or read through, pick a book and read through it. Um, but the last, the last bit, I, I don't even know how long it's been, like five years or so. I, I've tried to read. Uh, on some level, read through the Bible as well. So, yeah. One of the things that I would encourage people if they aren't used to reading through the Bible, don't do what I just said. Start with Genesis and end in Revelation. Uh, because by the time you get to the book of Leviticus, you're going to give up. Yeah, yeah. pick something you're interested in. That's right. Yeah. Pick something that you're interested in. Uh, I would actually in, encourage people, if they're just starting to read through the Bible, start in the, the New Testament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and don't try to read multiple chapters like... Yeah. Just three or four verses even is better than nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. Or go from heading to heading. That's often, That's especially easy in the Gospels. Yeah. yeah. Um, go from heading to heading. And, and especially, like, you get into Romans, it, the the argument's so thick there. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, Gosh, heading yeah. to heading's perfect. You don't have that. to do a, you don't have to do a lot is, I guess, my only, right. my only point. Yeah, that's the problem with most people that get so bogged down that they're, they begin to be motivated more by guilt than yeah. by grace. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they need to understand that they just need to, to read yeah. with joy and not out of a burden. Yeah. Yeah. The one other thing I would add before we get to like supplemental uh, reading is, and I've, I've, I've referenced this in a sermon before, so you may recognize this, but one of my favorite things uh, that I've read about when it comes to, to uh, um, reading the Bible is um, a, po- a, a, a blog post by... Uh, John Piper, and he writes how one morning he got up, and I mean, he really lays it on thick. Like when I got up on March 19th, 2007, it says a little after six o'clock in the morning. And I mean, he lays it on thick, how he worked his way downstairs and then he found a place to sit. And he said, in that moment, God spoke to me. And he, he talks about how God spoke to him clearly. And and then you, you realize after he's kind of laid it on real thick, like you're waiting to hear from this this you know special manifestation where he heard God speaking. He says um, he spoke to me in Psalm chapter whatever, whatever it was that he read that day. And he makes this argument that when when you read the Bible, it is as if you're having a conversation with God and He's talking to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, maybe I don't I don't I don't know how to put this um, article maybe in this in this uh, podcast. But you can we look can put it, it up. In the show notes. Do it now. We can put it in the show notes. Oh, perfect. Then yeah, I'll, so I'll do at, that. Look for it there in the show notes on iTunes. Okay. Well, yeah. I can. I'll send it to somebody who can put it in the show notes, and yeah. um, you can see that that uh, blog post there. It's really good. It, it it just kind of articulates a little bit more clearly what we're trying to what we're trying to say. Yeah. I think we should hear from a layperson uh, on Bible reading. Yeah. No, yeah. uh, we got Dakota here with us. Our tech, I was say tech guy. Going. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his he's got his headphones on, making sure we're uh, we're coming through clearly. Dakota, I know you got a uh, uh, study Bible there. What do what do your Bible reading habits look like? Yeah, right now I'm just reading along with the church reading plan as well. 
Um, well, that's pretty great. You know, it's it's three four chapters and you're done for the day. So there's yeah. not a lot of legwork on on my part. Um, and, and like, you know, it, it opens up conversation for with other people in the church too. We've read the same thing, so mm-hmm. uh, that's a great point. I've had several conversations yeah. about the reading this week. It was it's really been a good conversation starter. I would agree yeah. with you. Yeah, outside of that, um, I just get interested in something. I'm like, oh, I'm going to read that. So, yeah. you know, we took the youth up to uh, Midwestern... Midwestern Baptist. Baptist, yeah. thank you. Uh, last winter, like last January, is that right? Yeah, it would have been January 2019. 19, yep. yeah. And um, I picked up a... I'm not going to space really hard right now, but a study on the book of John... And uh, we were going through John at that time in youth group, and um, you know I just wanted to dig in a little bit deeper, so we picked up that study and, and studied deeper there. So those are you know the the reading through the Bible in a year. I'm not super great at it. Like I'm still young and hate reading a whole lot. So um, it like I got to work at it too. Yeah. So you version app has tons yeah. of reading plans. You can pick them up there and and. They will, especially if you like, if you're like what Dakota just said, you find something you're interested in. There's a lot of reading plans that are topical on some level, um, so that's a, that's another option. Yeah, I, I have been listening to audiobooks a lot more lately, so YouVersion's great too because it it'll read it to you. Yeah, so. yeah. If you're doing something else, cut yeah. the yard or something. Yeah, you can listen to it that way. Yeah, I know one of our elders here. Um, you know, going through the Bible in a year, and and most of. His Bible consumption is from the YouVersion app reading it to him. Uh-huh. And for a lot of people, that's great. Like, uh, you know, my commute here to, to the church is is uh, about 10, 12 minutes or so. And, like, I can get through at least a couple of chapters mm-hmm. um, here and back uh, home. Um, you know, two chapters here, two chapters on the way home. Mm-hmm. You know, and at least with our Bible reading plan, like, that's... That covers that, it. that covers your whole whole deal for the day. And, yeah. And there's not a whole lot of reading plans out there that are going to go, you know, beyond uh, four chapters a day. Yeah. Because um, then you're you're talking more like, you know, getting into thirty plus forty five minutes an hour. Yeah. Um, depending on where you're at in the Bible. So, all right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's turn a corner here and talk a little bit more about supplemental reading. Um, first question. It's all right if we don't really spend a lot of time on this. Is there anything uh, that we want to talk about uh, that the Bible might say about supplemental reading? I didn't really find a whole lot I don't, on I don't, it. But I don't know of anything really. I mean, but I think there's uh, wisdom would, would say that other people know things that I don't, and I want to learn from them. You know? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, uh, you know, the case to be made for it, I think, is the different perspectives that each of us have and, and the different life experiences. You know, I... Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we do this all, all the time in conversation. And this is, an, this is a way to have a conversation with someone who we don't have access to, mm-hmm. whether it's because they're, they're dead or they don't live you know, close to where we live and, and just really gives us a different um, perspective on life and, and really across different genres of reading, whether it's uh, you know, fiction and, and uh, you know, classics, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's some wisdom to be gained from from a lot of books. There's a lot of books out there that are not real great, but um, there's a lot of really good ones too. So uh, so what are what are some things you guys are reading right now? 
Go ahead. Uh, right now I'm reading a book uh, called Worship the Ultimate Priority by John MacArthur, uh, simply because of uh, it's one of his more recent books that, uh, that I received, so I'm in the midst of reading that. But I want to throw a book out. It's an older book uh, that I read early in my ministry. It's called The Saving Life of Christ by Major Ian Thomas. It's probably one of the best books on the Lordship of Christ. And he gives some beautiful illustrations of, of different aspects of, of what it means to make Jesus Lord of your life, faith, trusting, uh, and things of that nature. He, it, it's a very short book, very simple book, uh, but it's one that probably impacted me in my ministry as well as my walk of any book I've ever read. Huh, Just a, that's a short paperback book, uh, but uh, uh, I still uh, recommend it uh, to people. Uh, so those are two books that, that I throw out. Yeah. I, I'm actually, uh, I'm not reading a, a book, a theological book right now. Um, I actually just finished uh, a book on uh, on Amazon, the Everything Store. But uh, we're about to start as a as a staff reading the Gospel Driven Church. I'm looking forward to reading that. Uh, so I'll read the way that I do my reading. I'll read um, a book on uh, uh, on church uh, on church history or theology, something like that, and then I'll I'll usually read two or three. Uh, books that are uh, other other genres that I like, uh, military or leadership or um, uh, I'm trying to think, just stuff that, that, that interests me, a topic that interests me. And, and then, um, but, but I do listen to a lot of sermons. I read a lot of sermons. Um, and so I like to uh, read the, the people that you would recognize that I, that I reference in, in my sermons, uh, David Platt and, and Matt Chandler and uh, J.D. Greer, even, um, and uh, and then Tim Keller, for sure. So those are the people that I like to read, but I don't read their books as much. I mean, The Reason for God, there are books that I've read that, that are obviously very impactful, but um, I read a lot of their sermons as much as as much as I read the, the books themselves, um, especially the last three or four years. I just, for whatever reason, that's kind of the, the regular... Um, rhythm of life for me. Actually, a, a book when I read it, it consumes me, and then I have to shut down life. And unfortunately, that doesn't work when you have two kids running around. So um, right now, I, I just whenever I, I start to to read a book, like I got to keep reading until I'm done with it. And then that just didn't work out well. So I've had to I've had to um, change my habits a little bit when it comes to that. Yeah. One of the things I always uh, encourage people is to read a variety. Uh, people because just as there are different personalities that God used to pen scripture, uh, it's all God breathed, it's all uh, God inspired, but he used the personalities of the of the people that penned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew's different than Mark, Mark's different than Luke, Luke different than John, mm-hmm. different than Peter, di- different than Paul. Uh, and so all of them had unique uh, styles. Uh, John being the youngest, that's why most seminary students study the uh, Gospel of John or First John when they start learning Greek, because it was written very simple. You pretty well stay away from the Gospel of Luke because he was a medical doctor and mm-hmm. it's pretty deep and very uh, it's, hard. It's fairly complicated. Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, so you throw people uh, names out like uh, uh, David Platt, uh, a John Piper, a John MacArthur, a Chuck Swindoll, a David Jeremiah, a Tim Keller. 
every one of those have different spiritual gifts and they write according based on the gift spiritual gift that god's given them and some are more prophetic some are more uh, exhortation uh, exhorting uh, encouraging uh, some are uh, more teaching so they get a little deeper uh, into the aspect of what they're writing. So uh, by having a variety, I think it challenges us uh, in the application of what God's Word is actually saying. So, yeah, that's good. I yeah. agree with you on that. And I would say not only the new stuff, but old stuff as well. Yeah, Spurgeon. Uh, yeah, Spurgeon. Uh, you know, if you're at least for some theological resources that you might go back to. For, well, let me go back some some of the old books, classics, um, you know, of of dead authors, you know, read those because those a lot of those books have worked their way into a lot of pop culture references and you know mm-hmm. and just different different things, idioms and things that we use in um, in regular regular talk that you know come from from books like 1984. Yeah, Big Brother's Watching. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. you know, and now we we feel that a lot more now. You know, with yeah. The, um, uh, you know the the government watching us or whatever. You know, making they're listening to our podcast right now or whatever. Yep. Um, but <laughs> that's actually one of uh, Dakota's favorite books. that talks about that. Oh yeah, from the uh, Snowden book. From Ed Snowden, yeah, yeah. Uh, permanent record. I see it on Scott's shelf right now. Yeah, it's, it's, I agree. It's <laughs> cool. yeah. But uh, you know, even even some old ones, man, like uh, Augustine, the Confessions. Yep. That that'd be a great one to just put on your bedside table. And C.S. Uh, Lewis, C.S. Lewis would be great. D- Dietrich Bonhoeffer, yeah, um, the cost of discipleship, life together, both by Bonhoeffer. Eric Metaxas has a great, uh, great uh, biography on Metaxas. Luther on oh, Bonhoeffer. Uh, yeah, what did yeah. I say? You said on Metaxas, but oh my bad. Yeah, Metaxas yeah. is not writing a bio- autobiography of himself. <laughs> uh, but he hasn't. Metaxas has another one on Luther as well. That's that, a good one. That's really good. Yeah. Um, you know, so check out check out some of those. Um, here's another question for you guys, and, and we'll get ready to wrap this up here. But uh, somebody that's listening to this, I'm sure, is saying, you know what? I just can't get into reading. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. Um, I've, I've never been about it. I, you know, Maybe I struggled with reading in school, um, don't have to read for my job. And so you know, ever since I got out of high school or college, I, I just don't read anymore. Mm-hmm. It just It's just not a part of my life. What would you say to that person? Is there anything that they're that they're missing out on mm-hmm. by not taking advantage of some of the great um, uh, literary works that we have available to us. Yeah, I called dibs on this one. Since you made me talk, I'll join in now. Um, <laughs> because that is me, right? Yeah. So um, you're missing out. Like, vocabulary expands when you read. Um, and, like, you want to use words, you should read. That's a, that's a great... So, uh, like, I guess I would challenge you, whoever you are, find a way to read. Um, so, like, for me, I use Audible. I've been listening to books just while I'm working, even. Um, and I may not be perfectly in tune. I may, you know, tune it out for a few seconds here and there, but um, I still get the broad concept. I, and, like, I'm still hearing and expanding vocabulary, but beyond that... Um, that's one of the ways we learn new ideas is through through literature, um, and you know now now it's like the age of the internet. Well, Reddit's not the same as a book. You know, a book has to go through a little bit more of a process than a Reddit post, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's a little more credible. 
I feel like. I guess correct me if I'm wrong, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah you I just, think you just got to do it. Yeah. It, like, we, it, live at the, we live at a time when it's easier to consume that information than ever before. Mm-hmm. You may not be a reader, but there are other avenues. Like uh, Dakota mentioned, Audible... Uh, Listening uh, to podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, audiobooks. Yeah. P- uh, podcasts. Uh, I mean, there are, I have a friend, not YouTube a great videos. reader. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. there are some, there are some uh, YouTube videos that are very informative. And I have a friend that's not a very good reader, and, and he uh, has found ways to consume a lot more material the last few years than he ever had before. And so um, I, I would say it's easier now. I think it's a, a legitimate excuse. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not not legitimate, but it's easier to, to find avenues for for um, consuming material than it's ever ever happened before. What about the person who says, you know what, I like reading, I'm really interested, I, I've you know, taken down some notes on some of the books that you guys have mentioned today, mm-hmm. I'd like to go pick those up, I just don't have time. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you say about that? Same. Everyone has the same amount of time in a day, it's how you use that time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're in the car. Whatever's most think. important is what uh, what you're yeah, going to you dedicate your time to. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, you know, I think uh, on average it takes somebody about seventy hours to read through the whole Bible. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not. I think I think most Americans are watching. You know, a third to half of that. On, uh, of TV, pretty. Yeah, you know, that'd be pr- pretty every, conservative every week. You know, yeah. Uh, I mean, you think about it. Come home, you know, have dinner, and if you don't have anything going on that night, the TV's maybe on from six thirty to ten thirty, four hours. Gosh, cut you get up, a lot of start, reading. Yeah, you can get a lot of reading in. You yeah. know, and, and for me, I'm I'm a pretty slow reader. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I try to read as much as I can. Yeah. I didn't I didn't talk about any of the books that I'm reading, but I probably got five different reading projects going on right now you know uh yeah. calvin's institutes it's 1800 pages mm-hmm. you know just a number of, of different books that i'm i'm working through and it you know i'm not going to get through them all in a week or whatever yeah um yeah. but you just keep chipping away at it yeah and, and you really can do a lot that way yeah. so i'd say i mean especially if you have if you have kids 6 30 to 10 30 is not going to work but if they go to bed at nine right now, summer nine thirty even. You can get a half hour in. That's what I try to do in the evenings. I, I there's no chance that any reading is going to get done between when I get home from from work until until uh, the kids are in bed. Yeah. But usually I, I have about a half hour that I can. A lot of times I'll waste it reading stuff on the internet. But then uh, I'll go through seasons where I uh, uh, can can get a chapter chapter and a half of reading done. It takes a lot longer. And that's, like I said, back to why I, I, I uh, have to space out my reading because I'll try to get that in and then, you know, it turns into a fight and it ended up being my fault when I think about it. But um, uh, you can you can get it done. Just yeah. chip, chip away at it. And yeah. I got to think, too, if you delete uh, your Facebook app, your Instagram app, It'll help. Your, your Twitter uh, <laughs> account, you know, Terry doesn't know what those things are. That's right. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, you do have a smartphone, though. I'm proud of you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like Terry said, it's where you, you know, where you're gonna put your time. Like, I'm really ashamed to admit this, but I, I, I think transparency is kind of important here. I spent 11 hours on Facebook last week. 
Like, that's nuts. I could have read a whole book in that time. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, we can talk. I mean, whatever. There's no need to get into that. I chose to put my time in Facebook rather than a book, though. Yeah. And so you just have to prioritize time a little bit. Yeah. That's good. I mean, if you carried around a book or a, you know, even a pocket uh, Gideon Bible with you, mm-hmm. and and that was your reaction to go pull out that Bible or, or that book rather than opening up uh, Facebook or Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, um, on your phone for the younger folks out there, Snapchat or whatever, mm-hmm. um, man, you could, you could get through a lot of stuff. Yep. So, mm-hmm. all right, guys, we're, we're uh, coming close on time here. So uh, last thoughts, uh, any other thing that you want to say about reading, about Bible reading, whatever? Just always remember that the Bible is what's inspired by God. That's foundational. Mm-hmm. Everything else we read uh, always has to be put against the plumb line of truth as it's revealed in Scripture. But I think the extra reading that we do is in, important, it's enlightening, it's illuminating, but always compare it back to Scripture because, let's face it, there's a lot of junk out there. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of junk out there, a trash out there that is under the heading of spirit and religious writings uh, that uh, you, you just need to have some discernment with. But I guess if I had to uh, say one thing in the end, it would be find something that you enjoy reading. Yeah. Don't do it as a burden. Find something that you're going to enjoy and look forward to the next time you pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, I really don't have anything else to add. Yeah. I think my last thing would be there's no replacement for a steady and hefty diet of, of reading God's Word. You know, we this last year we heard the story uh, that David Platt shared. Um, I forget when they did it, but they were interviewing a pastor in the Middle East who shared a story about a, um, a man who uh, got a visit from um, another man dressed in white uh, yeah. for for nights on end for yeah. a month yeah. um, would come to his house, knock on the door, come in, and he would tell him, um, write down everything that I tell you. And each time that he'd come visit, he'd fall asleep. And then they went and visited this guy, and he told him the story. This man in white, he showed up here um, at my house a whole lot, and be- before um, I could see him out, I would always fall asleep. But he'd have me write down these things. And they looked to see what he had written down, and he had written down the entire Gospel of John. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy who's in a, a persecuted country where it's illegal to be be a Christian, and and God's not bringing this guy a special word of revelation. He's just bringing him what he's already the, given. Yeah, us. what he's already given to us, the yeah. Gospel of John. Yeah, and, and you know John twenty thirty one, you know, tells us what the purpose is, so mm-hmm. that you may believe that Jesus. Um, is the Messiah, the Son of God. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what God wants for us. So there's no, there's no replacement for a steady and hefty diet uh, of God's Word. And, and supplemental reading definitely helps us um, in that pursuit. Absolutely. So, well, friends, uh, thanks for being, um, being with us for the last edition, last summer edition at least, of this Wellspring podcast. I'm sure we'll pick this up again at some point. Or, Scott, at least uh, I'm sure you mm-hmm. and the other guys will. Yep. Uh, this will this will be my last one, and uh, unless I'm I'm back to visit. Uh, yeah. So. That's right. Anyways, been great having you. This is Wellspring Podcast. We're signing out.